Spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state, this is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy! No, hold on. Happy! (laughs) Start over again. Start over again. Happy! Happy (laughs) Monday, everybody. Uh, Bruce and James in for Gatos, Gatos and Chad Show. We had a little bit of a hiccup there. It happens. We're also kind of like, we're all auditioning for Spirit Airlines. Well, yeah, how about this? It proves that it's live. It does. It you does. know, because if this would have been recorded, we'd just edit that out. We would totally edit, edit that, that out. out. That didn't happen. Man. That's something. You ever got in trouble for not editing something you did? Like, you did something, you're like, oh, that sounded horrible, or you said something you shouldn't have said, and then you ran it My entire career. What are you talking about? And then you ran it anyways, and you're like, man, you had a chance to edit that out? Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I've needed an edit and dump button for a long time. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Uh, title 42 going away. Yeah. It's going to get ugly. Uh, what? You know, Bruce, it's, the, you know, you got the mayor of El Paso has already declared a state of emergency. You've got several other mayors who are getting ready to. Mayor, by the way, the mayor of El Paso declared a state of emergency today. Uh, pre-declaring. Yes. Yeah. For a, a, an impending May 11th end of Title 42 in which he and, and a lot of other border mayors expect a deluge. I just... You, I think you and I are both in the, in the same. Don't throw me in with you yet. Yeah, no category in, in the sense that <laughs> nobody wants to fix a problem because the problem is yeah. too too good for them. Well, I, I could make the argument that R's and D's over the last thirty years have controlled the White House and both houses of Congress at some point and could have passed, quote-unquote, comprehensive immigration legislation one way or the other and chose not to. Chose not to. I don't... I don't get it, you know, but I look, it's the relevancy, right? Like, that's the whole thing about politics is if I can't call the other side a monster, then I can't be the superhero that saves you from the monster. Let me one-up you. Let me try to one-up you. You know why they aren't solving it? Because you and I, the people, it doesn't really affect us day to day. How, how does it, I mean this honestly. How does illegal immigration change Chad's day? If you haven't been affected by it in some way, shape, or form, then it's not going to be your hot-button issue. Like maybe abortion or the Second Amendment. It's not one of those. It hasn't risen to that level yet. Yeah, but like abortion is a perfect example. There's a lot of people that aren't affected by it. Even people that are pro-choice. They think they are. They think they are. And, and they think they could be at any moment. Yeah. I I admit, I. what does illegal immigration do for me? Probably made my house cheaper to buy when I bought it. I maybe. don't know. It, it I mean, I, I don't know. You know, but if you own a business, uh, you know, you got a roofing business, uh, who you think's getting that bid? I got, I got a buddy that has a... a, a I better not say specifically. He has a construction company uh, who's told me, if we didn't have people coming across the border, you couldn't get stuff built in this town. Yeah. Period. And on the other side of it, you've got places where it's like, uh, yeah, I'm going to cost you double what that guy's going to charge you, but I'm going to be around in six months and he may not. Fair enough. And that's the other side of it. But it just, it just, it's so frustrating because we know what's coming. And the Biden administration, like all administrations, have done nothing. I mean, but do, you uh, think, do you think people in Minnesota care about immig- illegal immigration? New on York the border? and Chicago didn't care either until yeah. they started getting people showing up. Yeah, and then all of a sudden things change, and that changed uh, in a quick, quick way, in a very quick way. Because I mean, Mayor Adams, well, they've only been doing it, what a year, Abbott like them, that. and there's like it's destroying our city because they think about it too. How many people have come here to, to New York have been sent there compared to how many Yuma receives? 
Which one do you think has a larger, you know, GDP uh, and can afford capacity it? to absorb? Well, but but the people coming across in Yuma, Nogales, El Paso, McAllen, Brownsville, they don't want to stay in those cities. No, they're but- they're, they're they're just transitioning, right? They they want to go to. Wherever either they have a job lined up, they have family lined up, or they think they're going to have a better life. Some Is of that them, fair? some of them. I mean, you can, but you have a lot of farmland. I've been to there. Yuma. <laughs> Nobody. I, can I hear us in Yuma? They can't hear us. No, they can't hear us. Nobody wants to stay in Yuma. I like Yuma. Get out. I think it's a beautiful city. I'm trying to be nice to Yuma. <sighs> you know what I would say? Yuma's greener than here. It's it's all it's all ag. It's yeah. all Colorado River water. Yeah, but it is a little bit greener. But uh, no, nobody wants to stay there. It's like people say, well, you know, prisoners don't stay by the prison, kind of thing. <laughs> uh, they don't. They're like, we should we should just we stay should here. <laughs> but it, it is at the same time though. You have a lot of people that come back and forth. They use it as a just a quick a gateway back yeah. and forth. Yeah. And so uh, seasonal workers or yeah. I just, I, it's frustrating, you know, and, and I just, I get frustrated talking about it because I know nobody's going to do anything about it. I know the 11th is going to come. There's going to be a deluge, like you said. Mallorca's is going to come out and go, ah, uh, uh, we saw this coming, ah, uh, ah, uh, and we did the best we could. We but- had the mayor of Yuma. You guys spoke to him yeah, last Dave. week. D- uh, Dave. Uh, Dave Nick- Nichols. Nichols. And uh, we played a clip of it Friday when you is were it here. Dave Nichols or Nick? Doug. God Doug dang Nichols. it, Chad. I am Sorry. awful at this job. Um... <laughs> I'm just going to be funny. But, you know, he had made the point that he was trying to appeal to uh, Arizona and federal authorities saying, we need things like buses. Yeah. Again, these people don't want to stay here and we don't have anywhere to put them anyway. They have to go somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And, and where do you send them? Because he's already I said, don't know. like, they are, you know, the, the mayor of El Paso has already said, guys, I'm going to tell you guys uh, that we're already out of space. El Paso is, t- you know, again, I, I, I don't know how people know this. El Paso, Texas. Is a small bedroom community of Juarez, Mexico. That's what it is. El Paso is it's the safe side of five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand. Juarez is close to three million people now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a tiny little piece. Uh, just happens to border Juarez, Mexico. but they cannot. But they can't handle. They a, can't handle what's coming. A hundred thousand people over a, a a month period in a place like that is going to put them in fiscal. It, it, it's going to be a nightmare. But for them. I mean, it's, it's physically, there's nowhere to no. put them. I mean, we we don't have a room you can all stand in. Yeah, think, like think about this: if we had six hundred thousand people come over in the space of two days, what do you do with them? That's more than the shows up for the Super Bowl. I can guarantee you that. Well, like think about yeah. what do you do with them? Yeah, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? Where, that, where, are gonna end, where are they going to end up? I and again, women, children, need, some of them need taken care of. And that's the thing about Yuma. Yuma's already. St- we've always talked about Yuma. Yuma's like twenty three million dollars upside down in their hospital, and the feds have not sent them a penny. Yeah. And they're already getting ready for what's coming. People coming over here having babies. People coming over here having medical procedures. We are, we are not dealing with the problem realistically. No. We have people that refuse to accept the reality on both sides of this of this uh, debate. The reality of what's happening. Uh, there's just too much um, too much hay to be made by uh, uh, pointing fingers at the other guy. That's it. He is uh, Bruce St. James. He's in for uh, Young Gatos. Gatos will be back uh, next week. We didn't get to act- equitable grading. We'll get to it later. It was hilarious watching all of us because Tom Horn says I'm out. All of us had to Google. We all got 10 different an- yes. uh, answers on equitable grading. Equitable grading. I'm but still not 100% it is sure. absolutely something that's going on. Is it going on here is one thing uh, that I think is a fair question to ask. We'll talk a little <laughs> bit about that. Plus, we've got your five spot right now. So five spot, if you fly, 
Yeah. And I'm not talking about if like you're magic and you can fly. But if you do that, please call <laughs> us. That'd be super I was going to say, I almost would rather but, speak to them. Yeah. But it, it, we'll give you a special number for that one. But if you fly a lot for business, for, you know, visiting family, whatever it is, you're on a plane a lot, we want to hear from you. 277-5827. 277-5827. The road warriors. The, the frequent flyers. That's right. Yeah. If you got lots of miles, we want to hear from you. Call us right now if you fly a lot. 277-5827. Bruce St. James, Inforgato's five spot straight ahead. And Chad. Brought to you by Parker and Sons. Heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. And it's called Five Spot. We ask you a question about something pertinent. Some news of the day that is going on. 277-5827. Today, if you fly a lot, we're asking you to give us a buzz. Because we got a question we're going to ask you. Okay. 277-5827. Bruce St. James in for Monsieur Regatos. I said Monsieur because we... <laughs> uh, Derek and Glenda. <laughs> You fly a lot, am I correct? Uh, yeah, I would say I fly a lot. Okay. All right, Derek, so you're on an airplane, you're getting ready to take off, and you look outside, and you see a guy in a vest, and he is taping up your airplane wing. How do you feel about that? Uh, I've never liked flying to begin with, and I do it a lot, um, so that would make me ultra nervous, but at the end of the day, I'd still ride it out. All right. See, look at that. He, he's, right. he's 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 going with fate. Uh, appreciate that, Mike yeah, and Mesa. I, that's horrible. If you if you already don't like flying and you have to fly a lot, like that's miserable. That is miserable. Okay. That is horrible. Sorry. Mike in Mesa. Uh, you, how much do you fly, Mike? Uh, once a week or so. How much? About once a week. Wow. Once a week. Where are you okay. headed to? You used to all over. You go to one specific place. That's split kind of evenly between Washington, D.C. and California. Well, look at you there. You sound like oh. some sort of politician guy or yeah. somebody who works I, with politicians. I fly that, uh, I fly that uh, Phoenix to D.C.A. route a lot. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Now, if you were getting on a plane, and you've probably okay. flown enough, you've seen some stuff. We were talking about some of the stuff we've seen. And somebody's taping up a portion of the wing. How does that make you feel? Because uh, it's happened before. I view it the same way I do people wearing pajamas on the plane or screaming kids. I ask for another drink, shrug my shoulders, and <laughs> do what everybody else does, and pray we get there. Oh, Why there we do go. people wear pajamas? Why do people wear pajamas on airplanes? Be comfortable. I don't care. I appreciate your call, my man. It's about comfort. All right, I'm about we are comfort. In public. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't get that. Like the only time you should wear pajamas in public is if you're a child. Okay. Right. Yeah, like I'll a give you kid. that. Or, or it is one of those high school things where, or kids, you know, it's pajama day, something like that. Yeah. But yeah. we don't have pajama day on the airplane. No. Well, some people do. Some people do. Uh, We're at five spot, two, seven, seven, five, eight, two, seven. We're asking you questions about flying. If you're flying a lot, uh, Jeff in Phoenix, how much do you fly? Twice a week. Twice Ooh, a week, man. Now, what is this for pleasure? No, business. I have a 12-state territory. I run a construction company. I run operations for a 12-state wow. territory. Wow, okay. you sound really busy. I like the fact that you're paying attention to yeah, our thanks show. For, That's yeah, really thanks, wacky. Yeah, thanks for spending uh, the time to call. You see somebody <laughs> taping up your private airplane. Uh, you feel a little nervous? Depends on where the tape's going. If it's going on one of the flaps, I'm getting off the plane. If it's just somewhere on, if it, if it's just somewhere on the wing, I'm okay. Okay, yeah, but the, if they're taping the flaps. The up. flaps, I appreciate Those it. are important. That's I'm the, on. 
That's the big thing. Pretty sure about that, Jeff. That's the big thing right there, the flaps. If they're taping the flaps on... That's no bueno. That is no bueno. You're like, I'm going to get off this flight. Yeah, I don't think this thing is going where we we think it's going to go. <sighs> so we're asked that because Spirit Airlines, somebody's viewing and doing TikTok out the window. There's a guy in one of those glowy red vet, <laughs> green vests who's taping up a portion... Just taping up the wing. Yeah, and uh, she's like, I don't know if they should do that. I feel a little nervous. Totally understand. I had somebody freak out on a plane. Can I give you my... Oh, yeah. So, you know, when we're on the ground in in Arizona in the summertime, they hook up the air conditioning, like the um, ground AC, Mm -hmm. or else the plane would be 130 degrees. It's a metal tube, for God's sakes, right? Well, you know, there's a... um, You get some of the little condensation, little wisps of, 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 like, you know, cold air. And the lady next to me said... She looks up and sees little wisps, and she goes, the plane's on fire. <laughs> and I just ducked because I thought there was going to be, like, bedlam. Yeah, and literally, they come running down. Like, it's not fire. It's air conditioning, lady. Slow down. She yelled, the plane's on fire. <sighs> Can't do that nowadays. Yeah. You cannot. You I just ducked. I, I'm not, I already know it's air conditioning, and I'm not getting off, and they, these people can kill each other. In a were you, you're in the air already or no? No, we were sitting on the ground. See, that's the thing, because if you're in the air, you're like, all right, well, we can explain it to her. On the ground, people freak out they and say, we got to get everybody off the airplane. No, I'm not getting off. <laughs> I'm out of here. Oh, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for the time that Bruce Jane James is dragged off an airplane. You just need to fly with me more often. All right, let's do it. All right, we're going. We got a lot of places to go, and he's I going to see. Shout out to my, uh, my American pilot. I have, I have a pilot. Oh, of course you do. Shout out to uh, Mike. And Mike is uh, one of my pilots. One of your pilots? One so of my American Airlines pilot. I befriended a pilot. I, that was me in England. I, def- I befriended <laughs> a British Airways pilot who hey. was the live next door to me. And he, when he would fly to America and would go to L.A., uh, and I was going to L.A., we'd do it together. And you he plan would, on it. Th- this was pre-9-11. He let me ride in the cockpit. Shut the front door. It was so awesome. I'm a little jealous. It is so. And the bu- buzzers. And by the way, I was telling everybody, the closer you are to the front, not as many turbulence. <laughs> then you, hit the, you hit the mountain quicker, but still. As a little kid, we used to give, they used to give us little wings. Little wings. I don't think they even do that. Either. They don't. They don't. They don't got you, you're lucky you get peanuts. Uh, Bruce St. James in for a KSS five spot right there. All right. Uh, courts ruling about what's going on at the zone. We're going to talk a bit about that. A lot of other stuff to get into. Bruce St. James in for Gatos. It is the Gatos and Chad show. This is the Gatos and Chad show. So uh, Bruce St. James in for uh, young Gatos. Uh, the. Uh, the zone has got to be cleaned up. It is yes. it's a nightmare. Uh, we know that. I've been on this for a long time. What, are, not- the, what are the dimensions of the zone? And I, I'm, I'm not trying to play ignorant on purpose, but I, I don't, I I don't know if I fully understand. Three blocks about or three so. Three city blocks. Yeah, okay. you know, about three city blocks. And and it is, uh, it's it's full, you know? It is a full. It's packed. I've it seen is, the pictures. It is packed. It is pretty. It's I'm a little a, afraid to go down there. It's a dystopian world. And, and the, you, as a human being, you can't help but feel sad. For what you see, and at the same time, you can't help be but be frustrated with the way that they've just kind of threw it away, and that's what Phoenix did. Well, and and we've just concentrated all of the people that aren't fitting into society. We've concentrated them in three blocks in downtown Phoenix. Yeah, and 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 it's the throwaways of society. In many ways, and, right? and and you know, I mean, the, the police were told, yes, "Don't go down there." And, and 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 you know, whether it's San Francisco, you just went through Portland, Seattle, the same kind of thing. This want to be 
this like uh, accepting and understanding and blah, 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 you know, all this stuff that they're to me, it is absolutely horrible because all you are doing is you are making people comfortable to their death on your streets. Hmm. You're not interested in solving the problem. You're making people comfortable into the. But solving the problem might be more expensive than what we're doing now. Well, what's a human life worth? Good point. But I mean, you're talking about mental hospitals. We closed them all down. All these people ended up on the on the street. Because we also, you know, people always blame Reagan for that. But what they don't know, go back and look at the 60s and 70s. We snatched a lot of people off the streets who were not mentally ill. Yeah. And they were stuck in hospitals for years. I saw one flew over the cuckoo's. Yeah. I I mean, so there was a lot of that that went on. But there's not an easy fix to this. But there's got to be some sort of effort for fix. And this was just a flat abandonment. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and keeping the cops away from it, I, I think I've mentioned to you before that uh, I was I was privy to a, a um, symposium conversation. I don't remember how what you would characterize it as with a former Phoenix police chief Garcia, uh, who said that uh, the Phoenix Police Department are the worst people to deal with homeless of any agency we have because all we've done is take homeless people, arrest them, and now we have criminal homeless people. Yeah. He goes, I just made the problem worse. I didn't make them any less homeless. I made them even harder to employ, get a place to live, etc. because they were loitering in the park. We were, uh, uh, we, we, there was a guy who was homeless who did a great op-ed in the New York Post a couple of weeks ago saying uh, that, hey, look, uh, arresting them because he was homeless, best thing to ever happen to him. Got him to face the fact that the drugs, he mm-hmm. goes, it, 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 because they're not going to change otherwise. They, they don't stay in shelters because shelters have rules. They, yeah, and they don't want I mean, like no drugs, like one no of the drugs, big rules, so they're and not all that stuff. That you got to be in at a certain time, up at a certain time. So there is none of that stuff that goes on that they're going to, you know, go. Okay, I'm going to do that. And putting them behind bars will make them face certain things. Yeah, but that's expensive. It is expensive. But Locking them up is expensive. It'd be cheaper to buy them hotel rooms. But destroying, destroying other people's property. No argument. You were just well, you went through uh, Portland. Portland. Yeah. And you in Portland now, Portland and Seattle, I noticed Seattle kicked all the homeless people out and sent them to Portland. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, because and, and a lot of places have done that. Where are the free drugs? We have California. Hey, you get a free you get free Netflix. You get free all the stuff. We'll give you a card with money on it every month. Come on down. Portland's new thing is private property okay. exists now. If a homeless person decides he's going to set up or she's going to set up shop at a park. Uh, so that, they're on public property. That will they, now they, be they, their private property. They put up their lean-to, their tent, whatever. It's now theirs? Yes. So How if they, so, so if you, you try to... Like uh, the Homestead Act? Yeah, if you try to evict them, if you try to get rid of them, the municipality comes along and does something. They could face a fine of up to $1,000 per incident. I need to go, like, stake out some, like, good space down there in Portland and put up a tent. Yeah. It's such a, it's so, but there's the enabling that is going on. Mm-hmm. And you're enabling people to do bad things and have bad behavior, and you're ignoring it all in the say, all in this virtue signal. We're trying to do the best for everybody when really, all, and even homeless advocates are like, this has gone too far. It's just, it's, we, yeah. We started with good intentions. Mm-hmm. We're well past that. We're well now. past good intentions. Absolutely. Uh, Bruce, James, in uh, forget it. Did you see the lady that faked her kids being kidnapped? Oh God! Did you see her? Yeah. So she faces six months in jail. She was convicted, rightfully so. Uh, the, the the couple that she said was because she went on. What's the first thing you do nowadays? 
you had to wear the internet. Yeah, you go to the Google machine. And she went right there and she's like, oh my God, these people tried to take my kids. And she, she pointed, you know, she talked to him and described him. They recognized themselves. They went down and, you know, they wanted to go to jail. Uh, she faces six months in jail. Her attorney's like, look, it was a misunderstanding. She misconstrued some of these things. Um, Maybe that's a possible. Um, in today's world, if we don't let kids do anything, you could think anybody's. A, a, but it was, it, the reality is, it's all for clicks, man. It's all for likes. The things we do for the attention online. Like, think about Springer dying last week. We were talking about it, right? Marrying a horse and all of those things. <laughs> Springer was the viral before that. Like, people, he knew people wanted to be famous. It was TikTok before TikTok. He, people wanted to be famous. It was Instagram before Instagram. You know, come out, stripper fighting a midget. Let's do it, you know? And everybody's going to be famous off this. And it's that 15 <laughs> minutes of fame. Well, seven and a half for the little guy. But still, oh, Chad, you're horrible. But come on, you guys are all laughing in there, so we're having a good time. Uh, <laughs> But that's what it was, right? Like, it, and and she wanted the same thing, so she went straight to YouTube, and TikTok, and Insta to talk about, oh, my kids and all. Like, she did call the police. In fairness, she did call the police to say this. They came forward and said, "Look, she just wants likes. That's all she wants. She just wants the attention." So I think the best punishment is you have no more at all. Take away your social media. Social media judges can do that. Yeah. You have no more. No more Look, if they could order Corey Feldman and Corey Haim not to be around each other anymore, you could order these two. <laughs> Keep the Corys apart. Remember that? Remember that when the judge says you, you two are you so such bad. Callbacks today, amazing callbacks. Little retro show here. We, a, we referenced the movie Gung Ho earlier. Oh, what a great movie that was. Now we got the Mr. Mom later. You don't oh, know. <laughs> two twenty, two twenty-one, whatever it takes. <laughs> oh God, that was just so funny, though, because if you order off social, she'll die. These people exist only in pretend world. They're, 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 uh, they get everything. Their energy comes from the attention, the likes, the comments. It's like, uh, here's the throwback, Ed Koch, the old mayor of New York. Mayor of New York. His people used to tell him all the uh, They used to say all the time, if there's not a microphone in front of Ed, he feels he's going to die. <laughs> and I think these people feel the same way. Uh, that right there is the uh, the young Mr. Bruce A. James Aww. in with the younger uh, Chad Benson and a very exciting Gators and Chad show. Uh, a lot of other stuff to get to, uh, some fun stuff. Like New York, uh, they want to do something with air tags because they're, they've got a good song. It handle on crime. <laughs> we'll talk about that straight ahead. Get us a chat show. Drive home with the Gatos and Chat show. That is us, Bruce St. James, in for uh, Gatos. I was, uh, I saw today that what they say, 67% chance that we're going to have a recession. Who comes up with these numbers? This was some sort of, of uh, this this was some sort of national, uh, you know, it was a governmental organization. And they think it's a 67% chance that we're going to have a recession. So Chad, here's what I want to know. Every time there is a recession or we've had economic downturns, mm -hmm. I read about 10 years later, these people that made billions during it. Yeah. We need to be those guys. Well, how, you, do you, how do we... Was it, was it, uh, it wasn't Carnegie. It was... Uh, uh, was it J.P. Morgan that said, uh, "When there's, you know, when there's blood in the streets, there's money to be made." Oh, that sounds. Dumb. You know, so this this today was the National Bureau of Economic Research. Okay. So, and they had to uh, fix their their because for years they would try to figure out when it was, and then realize, well, no, we're just a reporting agency. Now they came up with a new thing that they say absolutely is much better. Uh, since 2006 to decide on how we might be going to something. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I rarely am. 
But if uh, don't they usually have to like they they figure out a recession? You can only know you were in a recession, and then when you're in a recession, after you're already in it, because yeah. you go back to we had so many months of negative growth, therefore yeah. we're in a recession. Like we can only tell you about it after we've already got into it. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, but you can kind of forecast. You know, we're going. That's why they keep saying it's the end of the year because they figure well. This quarter could be a drawdown. Then the third quarter could be a drawdown. Well, at that point in time, mm. it's the end of the year. So that's how they think it, it, it might be recession time. Uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, I mean, I think there are people out there that are, you know, getting us to put butt puckering a little bit. You can feel a little bit of the tenseness, I think, in some industries. Sure. But how much of that is is going to affect us because 2008 was a much different animal compared to what this is. Without a doubt. And the government has a lot of levers at its disposal, which they've been unafraid to use in the past to try to soften the blow. Is that a nice way to put it? Yeah. Well, you know, one of my... uh, Print more money! My buddy, Zach Abram, who, you know, he's one of our sponsors uh, at at Bulwark Capital, says, you know, the thing about this is much different is normally... Interest rates are really high. So that was one of their levers is mm-hmm. dropping interest rates, right. people refinancing. We don't have that. If you if you got your house at 3.1% and it's at 7 and it goes down you to 5, you you're not moving. doing anything. You're not moving. No. So that's going to be one of the issues he thinks mm. that, that's going to be maybe slowing us up out of this. It almost was too low for too long. Well, that was it was totally they they had every opportunity. But if you're the president, whether you're you Biden, don't want it to happen or, on your watch. Yeah, you don't want to happen. Nobody on your, does. No, you don't want any of that. Even though it was a smart thing to do, we live in a momentary gra- gratification, and we don't want anybody touching anything. Uh, Air tags. Uh, New York has said, "Hey, look, we suck at crime. We recognize that <laughs> we're not very good at this. Uh, people are very good at crime, and we've decided we're not going to arrest anybody." So. If you're worried about your car being stolen, air tag it. Okay, this is not a joke. This is the mayor of New York, Mayor Adams. Mayor Adams. Saying, and I didn't know this, apparently Kia and Hyundai, rhymes with Sunday, believe me, I learned that a while ago. Those cars get stolen more often, especially in New York. It's supposed to be easy, right? Easier to steal. And because New York police, contrary to popular belief, if your Kia gets stolen, they don't send over, like, the SWAT team. They're not out dusting for prints or no, anything. No. They're like, hey, if we happen to come upon a burning hulk of a car and it matches your VIN, we'll let you know. They said, put air tags in your car. Um, that way you can tell us where the stolen car is and we'll go pick it up. Yeah, that's it. You know, literally, they want to give out. They want the city to buy the air tags, give them to people to put in their cars. It's great. Like, so I was talking about this weekend when my... When my uh, mom's car got stolen, we were in California, okay. and then our car got broken into. We called the police and said, our car's been broken into. Partially, you do this nowadays because you need for the insurance. The insur- I need an insurance. Yeah, I need a police number. Do you know what they said? Well, what? what do you want us to do? What do you want us to do about it? <laughs> Like, oh, no, got broken into. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's okay. Crime's Again, fun. I think, but I think people think like there's going to be some. Yeah. You've been watching too much CSI. Yeah. Oh, they're going to be out here and they're going to find a piece of DNA. They're not no, looking they're for not, that for a stolen car. For any of that stuff. You're going to murder care. about a dozen people before they start doing yeah. that. The only reason they were really, they kind of looked from with my mom's car is because it was a van for my little brother's handicap and they thought, oh, you know what? Is it because it's not a standard it's a van? Standard van. And they did find it without the catalytic converter. Took my mom almost a year to get a catalytic converter. We put uh, an AirTag mm-hmm. keychain on my mom's house key as she has Alzheimer's. 
And that way we can track mom whenever she leaves the house. Don't tell her. Don't, yeah, don't tell her. We she doesn't tell know. Her that. We told her we got our brand new keychain. It's leather. It's a little round one. Uh, look at that. It's also good for stalkers. So if you're interested in stalking your girlfriend or boyfriend, uh, air tags are good yeah, there. He's uh, like Bruce St. James and Forget Us. Five o'clock expansion. Straight ahead. Get us a chat show.